Welcome to Two Cents FC. I'm your host, Amobi Okugo, back again with my guy, L. Each week, we'll be talking with individuals from around the soccer world, learning about their stories and getting the unfiltered thoughts and opinions. This week, we're joined by social and di- digital media manager for Charlotte FC, Blair Berry. We'll be getting to know all about Blair, talking about her career and learning about how she and the team are building the social presence for Charlotte FC leading up to their debut season. Blair, thank you so much for coming on. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here and, you know, chat with you guys about what we've got going on and just have a good conversation. I'm really excited about it. Oh, most definitely. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. We're excited. We're excited. I think uh, some of the two cents uh, sports fans going to be out there. So uh, definitely wanted to support you guys. So uh, first things first, we start off two truths and a cap. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but (laughs) El will give you the rundown. Uh, We are keeping track this year. So right now we are tied. So we got to figure out a way to break break the deadlock. I think oh, we boy. tied at zero, too. Yeah, we're tied at zero, too. So. <laughs> so real quick, two truths in the cap. Um, Blair will give us three facts about herself. Two will be true. One will be a lie. And I'm going to be not to guess what the lie is. So like I'm going to be said, actually keeping score this year. We're tied at zero, zero. So we're 0 for 2 <laughs> so far um, in 2022. So hopefully we can get some points on the board. So whenever you're ready, Blair. Okay. So I am left-handed. I have never played soccer growing up, and I'm bilingual. You came ready with this. Oh, man. Yeah, she came ready with this one. <laughs> Left-handed, never played soccer. And those are straightforward enough to, like, go either way also. Yeah. Got to keep the poker face on, you know? Yeah. Like, well, I'm a, I'm a lefty, so I'm always rep for the lefties. So I'm going to say... I'm going to say you never played soccer. Really? That's just lefties are usually more creative. So digital and brand, I could see, you know, I'm trying to, I'm picking at straws right now. And then bilingual, maybe you did like a summer immersion or something, or I know we're going to get journalism major. So, you know, being bilingual, I feel like it would be a plus to, you know, at least know at least Spanish or some other language. So I'm going with soccer. Do I do the safe bet and pick L so I know if we go down the same ship or do I go separately and try to go for the win? Uh, I'm going bilingual. I don't think you're bilingual. That's the cap. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Finally. Okay. Uh, We're calling it off. We don't have to keep score anymore. It doesn't matter now. (laughs) Man, finally got him win. Congratulations. All right. Perfect. So, um, Let's get into it. When did you fall in love with soccer? So since you have uh, have experience with soccer. Yeah. Um, so honestly, really, when this opportunity came around, um, you know, I follow the U.S. women's national team very heavily. And, you know, whenever the World Cup Olympics rolls around, that's when I'm really tuning in and watching what everything is going on. But um, this is the first time I've really been like fully emerged in soccer and like basically eat, sleep, breathe it with what I'm doing. Um But it is truly a beautiful game seeing everyone, you know, come from all areas of the world and speaking different languages. And like some of them can't verbally communicate with each other, but they're able to communicate through just playing the game and through body language. And it's it's just awesome to see. Um, And even when they're communicating, you know, and um, our team is very diverse. And so like seeing some of the guys try to 
you know, pick up on the languages. Like, for example, Jalen Lindsay, he literally has his phone in Spanish because he's like trying to learn it hardcore. Um, so it's just it's just really cool. Um, and you'll see like the guys who speak mostly Spanish talk to the guys who speak English, like they'll talk to them in English and the English guys will talk to them in Spanish. So um, it's just a it's a really cool dynamic to, um, as it unfolds. No, nah, soccer really is the global game, and mm-hmm. you know you brought up some great stuff with that, uh, Charlotte. I'm sensing a Duolingo partnership coming soon or something. <laughs> Got to set that up. Yeah, that's Lee sponsored. We'll that's see. Lee. We'll see. <laughs> but with that being said, let's get into your origin a little bit. You know, you mentioned that you you have experience in soccer, but you didn't fall in love with it until this this job came about. How did you get to where you are now? Yeah. So, um, ironically enough, like going through college, I wanted to do like sports broadcasting type of thing. And, um, it wasn't until after I graduated that I got, um, an internship and I wanted to do like editorial writing type of stuff. And Mm -hmm. the hiring manager was like, I think you'd be more fit for social media. And I was like, are you sure? Like I've never ran social media for a brand, like covering sports. I've just like, used it personally. And she's like, yeah, I think like give it a try and, um, you know, see how it goes. And like, you'll still be able to write and do, you know, that on air stuff as much as you want, um, where the opportunity fits. And from there I fell in love with it. It was with sporting news. And so I kind of got to cover a lot of big events in that eight months or so that I was with them for that internship. Um, I covered a couple Panthers games. I went to NBA all-star that, year it was the year that it was in charlotte ironically and um just a lot of big moments that i was able to be a part of and from there uh got a job with the washington wizards doing social media for them i was with them for roughly a year and then unfortunately got furloughed due to the pandemic and then eventually uh the role was terminated but shortly after that happened i um thankfully I guess. And luckily, uh, one of my uh, contacts that I had at the NFL had reached out to me and was saying that the NFL is going to lift their hiring freeze. They're going to hire for some contract position. So I did about um, I did a contract season for the 2020 season with the NFL doing social for them. And then um, opportunity presented itself with Charlotte FC. Um, I love Charlotte and uh, got, you know, a good, it's close to my family on my mom's side, but my mom's family is in South Carolina. And um, Amy Keene, who was the former, who did social for the Panthers, was part of the hiring process there. And she kind of reached out to me and told me about it. And, um, you know, it went really well. And the rest was history, honestly. <laughs> no, that's amazing. Would you have any advice for anyone that's like looking to follow in your footsteps? You know, you mentioned, you know, the value, valuable. Uh, network that you have and obviously the role your internship played but what advice would you have for someone you know wanting to follow the Blair blueprint (laughs) yeah um, you know it's connections are definitely important um, but you know it's hard to build those connections until you get that foot in the door so I would say like prior to that you know you just got to really bet on yourself and trust in what you do trust in your talents um I really pride myself on my versatility, being able to do a number of things like I'm not only, you know, hitting send on a tweet, um, you know, like, yeah, I can draft social copy, but I can also edit video. I can also dabble in Photoshop. Um, You know, if someone needs me to get in front of a camera to do some kind of social facing, I can do that. Um, So really just like 
continuing to add to your toolbox and each like opportunity that comes your way, don't treat it as like treat every moment like it is a big moment, whether it's just something minor. Like I was a production assistant for Ice Cube's big three one for like two days. And like, it was a grind, you know, like you're Mm -hmm. having to do a ton of things and like you're tired, it's long days, but you just, it's important to, you know, work as hard as you can and show your work ethic and, you know, prove to others what you're capable of doing. And then from there, uh, you know, people are going to be able to tell when you're being authentic and they're going to be able to tell, you know, what you're capable of doing just by the work that you're putting into it. So that's, that's the big thing, you know, like trust in yourself and what you can do. And the, I think the rest will, you know, uh, work itself out. No, most definitely. And like when it came to you choosing your major, uh, obviously you talked about, you know, you had a passion, um, for telling, telling stories. Um, but was there anything growing up that like kind of sparked, like, that's what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to go about it. Yeah. So ironically enough, I didn't have my goals. I wasn't one of those people who had my goals set on what I wanted to do um, Mm -hmm. at a young age. It was very much just kind of trying to figure it out. I knew I wanted to work in sports. That is something that I've been always very passionate about. My family has been very passionate about. Um, And so it was kind of like, oh, I want to work in sports, but I'm not sure what exactly that is that I want to do. And then when I got to college, Um, I went in majoring in sports studies with a minor in communications. And I I quickly realized that a lot of the classes that I was taking was more of like a sports management, uh, marketing type of role. I shouldn't say marketing, but management sports business type of role. And I was like, ah, like, this is cool, but I don't know if I love this angle. And so I ended up flipping it and majoring in communications because I realized the classes that were required for a minor, it wasn't like, it didn't even scratch the surface of what I wanted to do from the communication standpoint. So um, switched over to majoring in communications with the concentration in journalism. And that was really where, you know, I quickly realized that I do love storytelling and working in social media is essentially storytelling. You just have to do it in a much shorter and concise way. And the news, the news judgment for what works and what doesn't is almost more challenging, but I really enjoy, you know, that aspect of it. And, you know, you can kind of, with all the different platforms now, I mean, there's really, uh, there's something fit for each platform, you know, whether you want to be super short and only hold someone's attention for 15 seconds, or you want to, do like a short documentary, like there's platforms for all of it, which I think is uh, very fascinating. No, that's, that's, that's true. And you, uh, you, you've done the hat trick, you know, basketball, football, and soccer. Uh, can you talk about the similarities and differences across, you know, each uh, lane that you worked in? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question. Um, and it's funny you say that because I left the, when I left the NFL and I put in my notice, uh, the VP of, uh, social was very much, he was like, you work, you will have worked in three different leagues in a year. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, but like, that's not like on purpose. It's just kind of like things have fallen into place and it's not like I'm somewhere for two seconds and trying to leave. Um, just, you know, right opportunities have come up and they've been opportunities that are hard to pass up. But I think as far as similarities go, um, you know, with, 
it's almost the same. So let's say with Instagram, obviously that's a platform that is very photo heavy. So we try with every, you know, company that I've been, the focus has been like, yes, we can put videos here, but let's remember that this is a platform that is very big on photography specifically. And then for Twitter, that's kind of like your fun place where you can like really, you know, get into it with the memes and, you know, you can do video, you can do photo, you can mix it up. It almost like houses everything and everything for the most part does well. And then Facebook is that platform where you can't just fire off anything. You really have to be thoughtful about it. Um, and like, it's a place for more long, longer form content. And, um, recently, uh, we launched our TikTok, and that is something that we're kind of playing around with, you know, seeing what works and what doesn't, uh, that platform is a trick in itself. And, um, I'm only 25, but I feel like I'm like age myself and I'm like, Oh, where are the young people in the office to help me? I'm like, I'm like, is this stupid? And they're like, if it's stupid, it's probably funny. So like, it'll work. Um, but I think as far as just like those different brands, like all of those, um, categories still are the same, but with the differences, I mean, obviously each, each platform has a different, uh, audience that they're appealing to, uh, the NFL mm-hmm. being the biggest one. Cause that was just a national stage. You know, it wasn't one specific team where you had to focus on just that region and like hope that sometimes things would go viral. Like with the NFL, just about everything could go viral because of the audience that's following it. And then with, um, the Wizards, you know, we really wanted to tailor into that, you know, DC, like gritty type of feel where, you know, the product on the court very much represents also the product throughout DC, Maryland, and Virginia. Um, And then with Charlotte FC, you know, this is something we're still very much figuring out. Um, You know, the city has never had a soccer team or an MLS team, I should say. And so really trying to tap into not only how we can like, cause we know we've got the diehard fans, but how can we get that casual fan and get them on board with, you know, wanting to be a part of what we're building here and essentially be a part of the party because, you know, we're big on saying, are you ready to party uh, due to our owner? So that is something that we're really trying to you know, dabble in and, you know, get as much people on board as possible and show them that this is a very exciting game and exciting team to follow and be a part of. That's amazing. Does it change the social campaign strategy? So, uh, you know, you mentioned NFL, big juggernaut, you know, everything has a chance of going viral. Washington, you're trying to fit the culture. Charlotte, new team. How does that change the social campaigns uh, that you are doing or have done in the in the past? Yeah. Um, honestly, like it's nice because not only with myself, but my team, we all come from different backgrounds and different leagues. And it's really nice because we can all kind of tie in, um, things that we've done across other leagues and other teams that have worked well and really be like, Hey, let's try this out. And, you know, we've got a big following, but we have that room to, you know, take risk. And if things don't work, it's like, Oh, well, you know, moving on next thing, let's see what else we can do. But um, it's nice, too, because we can kind of be like, oh, we don't really see other MLS teams do this. But like we see, you know, this NFL team or this NBA team do it. Let's try it out and like be different and, um, you know, really try to get away from just like, I guess, the norm of what 
it's so easy to fall into a cadence of like, this is what everyone else is doing. So let's like do that. And it's like, let's do what everyone else is doing. And then some, and like more than that. Um, so sorry, I know I've rambled there a little bit, but did I answer your question? No, definitely. And there's no, no such thing as rambling on two cents FC. We keep it unfiltered. We keep it unfiltered. So this is, this is great insight. Um, you're with Charlotte FC now. Um, first games around the corner. Um, talk about your role specifically with the new organization and how you guys are growing. Yeah. Um, I am involved in a little bit of everything. Um, that yes, I'm handling, you know, the social media posting, but also dealing with the content strategy and, you know, figuring out like everything that we do, we want it to be meaningful and we don't Mm -hmm. want to do it just to check a box. So making sure that we're, you know, doing everything to the best of our abilities and as right as we can and, you know, building those relationships with the coaching staff and the players and, you know, showing them that like they can trust us, like we are here to make them look good and we're not going to put anything out there that's going to put them in bad light. Um, so just building that trust, that's a big thing. Um, just working with any team, any league. And, um, that's kind of a bit of just what I'm doing, but also I'm over, I'm overseeing like everything that's going on on social. I'm the, you know, I'm the person that's kind of being like, yes, no, I need this changed. I need, um, this Mm -hmm. subbed out, but I'm very big on, you know, if there's something that, I don't like or don't agree with. I'm very big on not just being like, I don't like this. Let's like, like figure it out. Like I want to mm-hmm. offer a solution and be like, Hey, I not sure. I like this shading on this graphic, but what if we try and do this instead? Or, um, the audio was a little rough here. Let's try and smooth this out a bit. And, um, I don't want to be that person that's like, Oh, I don't like it, but you can figure it out. Cause I've, I've been under, I've been, um, I've had that kind of feedback before and it's hard because it's like, I can't read your mind. I don't know what you want. So um, sometimes I'll get with my teammates and I'll be like, I don't, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this, but I don't know what we could do differently. Like, can you help me out here? Like if there's something that I can't think of. Um, So that's very much, it's, it's weird though, because social media is one of those realms where it's so much more than just the title and it's just hard to explain, Mm -hmm. but you just do it and you make it work. And it's, it's a blessing and a curse, but social media very much is has to tap into every department. It has to tap into marketing, sales, ticketing, merchandise, um, you know, team stuff. So uh, it's nice because you kind of know everything that's going on, but it's also mm. very challenging because everyone's like, "Let's put this on social media," and it's like, "No, this we can't <laughs> throw everything out there." Uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta have a strategy behind it, and that was one of the big things that I was preaching when I first got here, um, especially as we started to evolve and get our first team here, very much trying to shift gears over to, okay, now we've got the physical team here. We've got the product. This is where our focus needs to be rather than just, you know, other things that we could focus on because we didn't have the actual product here. That's amazing. I definitely have a follow-up question to that, but I want to ask you because you mentioned Charlotte, you know, being MLS, how do you build out the brand and like the voice of it starting out? NFL has a history, 100 years, Washington, 20 plus years, but this is year one. So what's that yeah. process like of building that, that, that social voice mm-hmm. uh, across all your platforms and in the community? 
Yeah, um, it's a lot of plug and play and a lot of trial and error. Uh, we know that we're not always going to get it right. Uh, you know, we have a vibe of how we want things to be. Uh, we want it to be, we want to be, you know, fun and playful, but we also want to walk around like that ship on our shoulder. Like, yeah, we might be the new kids on the block, but like we're about business. So that's kind of the vibe that we've been trying to go off of. But a lot of that too is leaning into supporter culture and, you know, what is, their voice, what are they going to be like on match days and lean into that because they are, you know, the, they're the voice of the fans essentially. So, um, trying to lean into that. And, you know, when we have community events, um, and marketing events to get our names out there, really listening to what people are saying they want. And, um, you know, if there's things that they want more of us trying to figure out how can we give you more of that? Or if there's things that they want less of, how can we give you less of that? Um, it's not always fun, but reading the comments, reading the replies, you know, listening to what people are saying, like if we're putting something out there and like someone thinks that it's dumb and like, there's no point behind it. Like it's, it hurts a little, but like, you got to listen to that. Cause it's like, we got to adapt and make changes. And then like, like, I remember we put out our first, like longer form piece of Ben Bender, who was our first draft pick. And that was the first piece that, it was very much just like a organic get to know you type of piece. And like, it took off it took numbers. That's what people, people want to know who are, who are these players who's on the team. And so, you know, really diving into that, that's something that we wanted to do anyways, but we got that reassurance when we put out that first piece that like, okay, this is one of the big things we need to focus on. And it almost yeah. seems simple because it's like, well, obviously people want to know who the players are, but it's like, we almost start, I don't want to say from scratch, but like we can almost start at the minimum because like, that's just like what people want to know about. And then, you know, five, 10 years from now, when the team is more established, then we go deeper into the roots of like, what more can we do in like bigger picture type of thing? Oh, that's amazing. Simple is effective. And mm -hmm. obviously I always tell this to people, uh, you know, owners come and go, players come and go, but the fans will always be there. So how you guys adhere to them, mm -hmm. uh, two cents executive Ty Phillips, he's part of our squad. And, you know, he works with Columbus as their community mm -hmm. engagement. It's always about hearing the fans. So to hear you speak about that and understand like, mm -hmm. yeah, we do these things. We have these ideas, but at the end of the day, we definitely need to hear the support or feedback yeah. and iterate off that. That's what it's all about. Yeah, for sure. Um, my question I want to take a break because you talk about, I don't know if you have multiple phones or what you, you do, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, all this, building a brand, getting feedback. How do you manage and what advice would you have for someone like in social media? You kind of got to go, 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 go. How do you navigate that space? We've had friends on the show, uh, Megan, who's a big advocate of mental health. Mm -hmm. um, what are some practices that you implement to help you obviously got to be on the phone to stay up to date, but also take a step back to highlight your, your time. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. And um, you definitely find times where you feel like you can't disconnect, but it is so important. Even something as simple as like we're in Charleston, South Carolina right now for training camp. And like, there was one day where like, I was like, I can't go to training because I need to do this, that, and the third. And I was literally from like 9am to like 
for just like, go, go, go. And I was like, I need to, I need to just, I need to take a step back. And something as simple as just like going on a walk or like reading like a few pages of a book or, you know, things like that, like trying to take away from that screen time um, to, you know, just give yourself that break and almost disconnect a bit. Cause it also helps with just like your creativity. Sometimes when you're just staring at the computer, staring at the phone the whole time, you're, you're, you almost lose your creative juices when you do it nonstop. So like taking that step back and then like taking that breathe breather. And then the next day or three hours later, you might have an idea come to your mind. You're like, yeah, like let's execute it. But, um, it's definitely challenging, but it's important and it's necessary. And, you know, working in social media, um, it can take a toll on your mental health. Cause like, you know, you're seeing, you're seeing what people want you to see and like they're putting out these things and like you may see people on extravagant vacations or at that concert you wanted to go to that you didn't get to make because you were working or whatever it may be. Um, but I think it's just really important to, you know, separate, uh, that balance. Cause it's almost too like, you're probably only putting out what you want people to see. Like people might see that, Oh, the one off day that we were in Florida, I went to the beach, but like they didn't see me working like 10, 12 hours throughout the day, trying to crank out things that are not only that we're not only going on a training camp, but we're going on back at the office that I had to tend to. Um, so it's, it's super important. And it's funny that you asked that question. Cause, um, one of our graphic designers, I sat down with him before in the office, before we headed down here. And I was like, these are all of the things that I need from you. And I talked to him about, you know, what the, how I wanted the creative to look and the vibe I wanted it to give off. And he was like, at the end of the conversation, he's like, this is great. You're amazing. I don't know how your brain works, but like, you're just so good at what you what you do. And I'm like, you want to know how my brain works? I was like, if you've ever seen that episode of SpongeBob where he forgets his name and his brain is just going crazy. I was like, that's how my brain works when I'm working. And somehow I'm just able to bring it out to a somewhat successful product. But I was like, my brain is very much like chaos in moments like this, but it's very much what the environment is um, at yeah. times too. So you just kind of have to have to roll with it. <laughs> okay. Real quick. Can we get the Blair blueprint to social? Obviously we're building two cents FC. Uh, we both have personal brands. I need to understand how to best navigate this, this ever changing landscape. Um, okay. So from a personal perspective or from a brand perspective, brand, okay. two cents SC, I'll, I'll apply the principles to my personal, but <laughs> um, I, while we have you, it's, it's got to take advantage. You know, I got to ask. Right? <laughs> well, I can't spill all the tea. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Um, but, um, you know, I think the big thing is like stepping back and being like, what is, what is your purpose and what is your why? And what do you want people to get out of what you're sharing with them? Um, and make it meaningful. Like, don't try to force it. You know, there's a different mm -hmm. trend, a different meme going out there every single day. That doesn't mean that your brand works to, you know, participate with every single trend or meme. You know, you got to be smart about it. You got to know your audience, got to know your fan base. And when you're trying to grow that, you know, you really want to be intentional about it. And you really want to think, I guess, bigger picture of who could this reach? Like, for, for example, um, you know, a lot of our, I don't want to say a lot of our audience, but like 
a big portion of our followers is like, you know, 30, like 25 to 40 year old white men. And we're like, our market is so much bigger than that. So how can we tailor, how can we, you know, reach that like 18 year old black female or that, you know, 26 year old Hispanic male. Um, and so really just trying to, you know, tap into that audience. Cause like our team is very diverse. And so we want to have our audience be very diverse. Now there is a point where you, you know, you can't force it. Like if you're a fan, like that person's a fan, they're a fan that way, but really just trying to tap into, you know, who like getting those casual fans to become bigger fans and, you know, want to, want to support the product. And, you know, you got to be smart. You got to be intentional. You have to read the room, you know, when there's questionable things going on in this world, um, you know, you have to see what's right to, share like from a brand perspective and like what you support. Like for example, um, when it was the anniversary of George Floyd's death, um, me and one of our graphic designers got our, we basically drafted something up. We got our team president in the office and we're like, we think we should share this. And he's like, okay, why? And we gave our, you know, we gave our why cause he is, he's very much someone who is like, everything also needs to be done with a purpose. And we're not just going to do it to check a box because everyone else is posting like RIP, whatever. He was like, it needs to be intentional. And I, I completely agree because I don't want it to just be like, oh, we're just sharing this because everyone else is. Um, but as a black woman, I felt that it was important to get that message out there. So that was something that I pushed for. And it was something he was on board with. It was something um, our owner was on board with. And, you know, you want to like, it starts at the top too. Like there's, mm-hmm. unfortunately there's some things that you can't do. Um, and it's out of, out of your control. Thankfully, you know, our front office is very supportive of those things and very supportive of those movements and very much being a voice out there in the community. No, nah, most definitely. Um, re- real quick, major shout out to Darius Barnes. Yes. Uh, major shout, out to Mr. Show. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Mr. Glick, uh, team president, uh, a heavy hitter. And then the owner as well. Uh, <laughs> heavy, heavy hitter. So you guys got <laughs> uh, from the top down, making yeah, some definitely. big moves. Mm-hmm. And, and you talked about, you know, him wanting, you know, when you mentioned, you know, bringing the initiative to the team president and asking for it you know, a why. It seems like you guys do everything with intention. As you guys, you know, expand and diversify your community, what are some things that you guys are doing or have already done, you know, to increase diversity uh, within the community for your supporters? Yeah, definitely. Um, One of the big things that we've been doing, um, and we've partnered with Ally for it, our founding partner, um, but we're opening many pitches in all areas of Charlotte and lower income communities, um, you know, putting out turf fields or regular fields and then, you know, unveiling it to kids who are in those na- neighborhoods. And like when we did our first one, it was in East Charlotte and like the expressions on those kids faces, it was just, you know, it was it was beautiful. And we had a mural painted there and, you know, the field looked great and they have little tournaments there um, with some of the nonprofits that are in some of the soccer nonprofits that are in Charlotte. And the plan is to basically unveil about 
hundred in the next like three years or so. So, um, very, very aggressive there, but that's, you know, one of the big things. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the big things about giving back to the community and, you know, our, our organization is very big on just growing the game since, you know, we are the first MLS team, um, in the Carolinas as a whole. Um, so, Along with that, we're very much like, yes, we are in Charlotte, but we're very much for the Carolinas and we want to tap into all of those markets. So, you know, when we signed Miguel Ramirez as our head coach, like we did a media blitz to all of the major markets. We went to Charleston, we went to Columbia, we went to Greenville, um, we went to Asheville, Raleigh, uh, Greensboro. So just making sure we're, you know, appealing to all of those audiences uh, across the Carolinas and tapping into, you know, what it is they want to see so that it's not just like, oh, you have to be in Charlotte to be on board. No, most definitely. And quick shout out to Car- the Carolinas. Very underrated soccer youth community. <laughs> yes. Some top talent has yes. well come from uh, Charlotte. Uh, Raleigh, Greensboro, uh, obviously at Furman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm excited. I mean, yeah. if there's a pitch on every corner, like 200, I'm yeah. sure yeah. the game is going to grow. So <laughs> that, that's that's big time. Yeah. Um, obviously, first game's coming up. Yes. Um, what are some exciting projects you guys have leading up to, you know, help bring it to life um, with the anticipation and excitement around the first ever match? So I've been part yeah. of two Actually, I've been part of three um, expansion okay. debut games, and I'll tell you, it's it's a different it's a different feeling. So, mm-hmm. I'm excited for you guys. I know the Two Cent Sports fam is going to be out there. What are some things that you guys are doing? Yeah, we're really trying to just tap into the, you know that that experience. You know, we can't we obviously can't control what happens on the pitch, but we can make sure you have a good time while you're there and while you're in the stands. And I think it's huge that we're opening our upper deck for that first home game. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, being able to, you know, try to pack that stadium as much as possible. Um, Nick Kelly, team president, has a very – he has the goal for 70,000, 75,000. And so that's what we're really pushing for. But just really tapping into, you know, that – that queen city vibe and um, you know, what that, what the city is all about. And, you know, it's one of those things that people are excited about because Charlotte is such a transplant city where everyone is just from everywhere. So it's just cool to have, you know, a soccer team finally here and people like want to be a part of it and people are talking about it. And when I'm walking down the street and I see people like someone in the Charlotte FC shirt, I'm like, yes, I love that. So um, don't want to spill all of the tidbits, but, um, it's going to be, it's going to be an exciting experience for sure. And, you know, we're looking forward to kicking off in DC, um, as well, you know, a very prominent organization. And we've got a few players we have a couple players on our team who formerly played for them, but we also have a few staff members who formerly worked for them. So that'll be, uh, that'll be exciting to, you know, kick off in the nation's capital. Uh, me being originally from there, I'm going to have a lot of family members there too. So that'll be an exciting moment to be a part of and for, for them to see it in action as well. No, oh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And one way to make sure, I know you say you can't focus on, can't you can't worry about what happens on the pitch, but this is what the owner needs to do. Owner needs to come down to the locker room with a nice little briefcase and be like, this is yours if y'all win. You know? <laughs> I always get enticed with, you know, with, with rewards. Bonus. Instant uh, bonus right there. 
Yeah. So, um, thank you so much, Blair. What advice would you have for someone that aspires to work in the, in this role? You know, digital brand management. You know, for a club team. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting because you know, growing up, like this wasn't this wasn't a job. Like social media, like that wasn't a thing. So it's just like interesting how jobs can kind of evolve um, over time. And like you get your dream job and you didn't even know that was a job when you were, you know, 10, 15, whatever years old. Um, but I think, you know, in this, in a role like this, you have to play, you have to pay very close attention to detail. You know, you got to triple check your work. You're putting it out there. People are waiting for you to mess up. Um, you also kind of have to have a thick skin. You can't take things super personal if, you know, there's, if you're putting work out there for people to see and like, comments aren't what you expected them to be. Um, you know, people are willing to say anything behind the screen. And I think that's something that you have to keep in mind too. Um, and just, like I said, not take things too personal. Um, you know, constantly try to perfect your craft. Don't get, don't get too comfortable, you know, um, and don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Um, you know, you're going to make mistakes, especially in this area. Like we are, we are all human. Um, but failure is growth. And at the end of the day, you learn from those experiences and, um, you're, you're better because of it. And you almost pay attention to things more and you're more intentional with things when you do make those mistakes and make sure you don't make those mistakes again. Almost definitely. Yeah. Um, sure. Let's, Let's get, get into, into uh, rapid fire. Rapid oh fire. boy, here we go. <laughs> All right. So what are some of your hobbies um, and endeavors away from work? Like what do you like to do on your day off? Yeah. So on a day off, well, in a perfect world, if I like lived near a beach, I would be like going to the beach and just relaxing there. But um, I enjoy hiking. I enjoy, I love music. So I'm a bit, if I can go to concerts whenever possible, like that's what I'm doing. Um Let's see what else. Just like spending time with friends and family. Um, you know, I'm a big foodie too. So I love exploring new restaurants when I can in different areas. And I'm very much that person. If I'm going to a new city, um, I'm not going to a single chain restaurant. And, um, you know, I'm seeing what I'm seeing what cool places we can go to um, and, you know, just kind of like explore that atmosphere and just, I guess, just, you know, great company, good atmosphere good food, good food, good music. Uh, that's, that's very much me. Yeah. That's actually a good segue. So, you know, working with proteins and traveling, like what's your favorite away city? Ooh. Hmm. I haven't had the opportunity to travel extensively as much as I would like. Um, I would say, I guess the trip so far that I've enjoyed the most is probably 2020 NBA All-Star in Chicago, despite it being freezing. Um, it was just a really, really cool experience. And that was kind of the first time I really got to, you know, have a travel experience and be, in par be a part of a big moment like that. And um, that year, it was, you know, the year that uh, Kobe Bryant had passed away like a month before. So being able to see that, um, you know, them, you know, giving him that recognition that he very much deserves and, you know, seeing those, uh, seeing the halftime show and just being a part of the experience and all of the stars that you see. Uh, I think that that was my biggest, that was the biggest, most exciting trip, but I, I don't, I don't have a favorite city yet. 
You'll have to ask me again um, in a couple months. <laughs> Chicago, top three city for me. Yeah, Ooh. I do love Chicago. It's a, it's and a great I think, food city too. Yeah, though. I do love Chicago. And I think it says a lot that I'm saying I love it. And out of the like three or four times I've been there, there was only like one time where it was like somewhat warm. So I think it still <laughs> says a lot that I enjoy it, even though like the amount of times I've gone, it's either been like, freezing cold or snowing so <laughs> yeah, let's see what, what must do you guys have the uh, chicago fire on the schedule yeah yeah <laughs> that should be a good time to get yeah, out there definitely so speaking of food though um favorite queen city barbecue what's the best spot Ooh. when we pull up to the city yeah. and is it the, even good spot because that we darius go was talking heavy what <laughs> well what did darius say i'm curious he said he's top 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 barbecue out of all the regions so I, and I honestly want to do some more exploring, um, on barbecue in Charlotte, but one of my favorite places so far is Plaza Midwood or Midwood Smokehouse. Sorry. Plaza Midwood is the neighborhood that it's in. Um, Midwood Smokehouse. That's kind of too, where a lot of the big, I guess, celebrities, when they come to town, that's where they're going to get barbecue and the place puts pictures up inside it. Um, but very good barbecue. Um, in our community kit launch that we just put out this week, we featured Sweet Lou's barbecue, and I have not been able to try them yet. But um, all of my coworkers who went to that to the shoot, office. they were like, "That place is crazy." So that is on my list of barbecue places to try okay. for sure. <laughs> you gotta add that, add that to the list. Yeah, for definitely. So, um, let's see. What's your best? What's your favorite social app or the best social app? Twitter, hands down. Twitter. Twitter yeah. is undefeated, despite you know the involvement of all social medias and like the changes that each social media platform has gone through. Twitter is the one that I think has stayed somewhat consistent, and they've tried new things, but like they've found a good way to make it work. And you know, I appreciate their like notifications when they're like oh we're getting rid of this like when they experimented with fleets like mm -hmm. they did it for i i appreciate that they accepted that like oh this isn't what we thought it was going to be mm -hmm. so rather than just trying to keep it and force something that's not there they were like we're taking it away um so yeah. i do appreciate that effort and also just like how i feel like twitter and like their partnerships as a whole they do a good job of like reaching out to you know organizations or like popular public figures who are very, not, I don't even want to say celebrities, but people who are just well-known in the Twitter world. Um, and it's also just hilarious. And like, you know, when something big is going on, because everyone's talking about it specifically on Twitter and you're getting their comments. And um, I don't know, people are comedians. That's all I got to say. <laughs> people are very creative. Yeah, and that fleet's going away party was wild. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, so you're, you're so you're not on the field you know you're not playing mm -hmm. but you know it's still game day for you mm -hmm. you're still that game day mentality mm -hmm. so what's on your pre-match playlist whoo pre-match playlist uh a lot of drake i love drake um say drake uh j cole mm, who else the uh the like Hispanic guys on our team, sometimes when they're in the gym, you know, they've got their Spanish music playing. So like I've recently added a few songs to my playlist. I'm like, I got no idea what they're saying, but like, I like, mm -hmm. I like the beat. I like the rhythm. So, yeah. um, but 
I think those are the big ones. I'm definitely missing some artists. Um, who else? Um, probably like early morning day when I'm like going to ease into it. I might listen to like some like SZA or Summer Walker, uh, you know, just like ease into the day and then like up the hype as the day goes on. <laughs> Give you emotional bag. Right. <laughs> Okay. I'm like, I'm like on the X, uh, XY yeah. axis, like that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's that's it though. Yo, Blair, so, we appreciate you. Yeah, Blair, thank you so much. We know you're on a tight schedule, so we really appreciate you for taking the time. Of course, uh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. For folks that want to tap in with you and what you got going on, or support uh, Charlotte FC in any way, how can they get? How can they get situated? Yeah. So. Uh, it is at Charlotte FC at all of, on all of our social media channels, except for TikTok. It's at Charlotte.fc because someone uh, took that name. But uh, I'm not. Oh, married. have you guys tried to get it? Or are you so we have, but it's almost like it was just like too much to deal with. And we, we were ready to launch. I'm like, Charlotte.fc is fine. Like, we got that blue check. So, like, it's us. Like, you, but definitely go follow that one because we're trying to get our followers up there. Um, the hacker saw the net worth of the owner and was like, hey. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then for uh, my personal accounts on Twitter, it is at Blair Berry. The Ian e Berry is a three. Um, and then on Instagram, it is at extraordinary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. We need context. How did that, what was that uh, the story behind it or what? No, not really. One of my friends who she's just, that I grew up with, she's very catchy on sayings. And I was like, I'm kind of sick of like my Instagram handle just being like mm. my name. And I was like, you got anything in mind? And she was like, hmm. And then she came up with it and I was like, I'm rolling with it. Sure. And like, I thought about changing it, but now some people will even call me by my Instagram name. So I'm like, I feel like it's yeah. kind of like a signature of me now. I just have to leave it. <laughs> oh, respect. Most definitely. That's That's really yeah, you cool. guys are going to have to follow us. Yeah. You know? Now that I know who's behind the account, like, <laughs> follow Two Cents FC at Two Cents yes. FC on all channels. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Uh, for sure. Shameless plug there. Yeah, I love it. So thank you so much again. Uh, that's our show for this week. Subscribe, rate, and review. It helps us get discovered. Follow us on the socials, as L earlier said, at Two Cents FC across all platforms. Check out our merch at twocentsports.shop. And if you enjoy the show, consider dropping a donation using the link in the description. It helps support the costs associated with the show. It helps us get continued wonderful guests like Blair, um, and it helps us grow. So Lastly, tweet us your comments on the show. Any topics you want me or L to discuss, as you guys know, unfiltered thoughts on a weekly basis. So yeah, for sure. Check out those short corners too on our YouTube. Yeah, most definitely. Get those numbers up. Peace out. Mm-hmm.